This podcast is brought to you by GovInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within federal, state, and local government agencies. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of GovInfoSecurity.com and Information Security Media Group, and I'm pleased to be speaking with Tom Oshwitz. He's Chief Privacy Officer and Vice President at ID Analytics. Welcome, Tom. Thank you, Eric. Glad to be here. Tell us a little bit about your company and who you are. Well, ID Analytics is a company that's about a decade old, and our space is the identity risk management space, and we provide fraud detection and verification services for many of America's largest telecommunications companies, retailers, credit card companies, as well as we do work for government agencies. I've been in the privacy and identity risk field for almost a decade. I got my start on Capitol Hill, where I worked as counsel to Senator Dianne Feinstein on the Senate Judiciary Committee, and I worked for a number of years on privacy and identity theft issues there. Then I moved over to ID Analytics and have been serving the role of privacy officer since 2004. In terms of recent government stuff I've done, I served on the National Security Telecommunications Advisory Committee's Identity Issues Task Force, and in addition, I am the current chair of Tech America's Identity Management. Committee. The federal government seems to be active in recent weeks in two areas, identity management as well as privacy. Why don't we spend a few moments to talk about both of those? Let's first start off with identity management. What is the government doing and why are they doing it? We really are in a golden moment in terms of identity and privacy issues from the federal perspective. Somebody once told me that for legislation, regulation, and other activity, there's windows of opportunity, and we're clearly in one of those windows right now. It's a convergence of an interest in the government's part to do something about the issue, plus the realization that for so many of the things we do today, getting information policy right is critical to those program success, whether it's national health care, electronic records online, whether it's doing Internet or social networking right, really getting privacy and identity risk right is critical to making some of these business applications, government applications work. What do you see coming out of the government when it comes to identity management? One thing that I think people should keep their eyes on is something called NSTIC, which is the National Strategy for Trusted Identities in Cyberspace. It's a project that the Obama administration has been working on for about two years. And essentially, it's trying to create a secure identity framework on the Internet so that people can operate on the Internet in a trusted and secure way with their identity. One of the challenges that many of us have is we need to use dozens of passwords to use different sites, and it's only going to get worse. And one of the things the national strategy is doing is they're trying to create a way that people can have portable, interoperable, and secure identities, such that whether you're logging out to a government website or a private website or doing different services, you can have one interoperable credential. And this strategy is being rolled out right now. And my understanding is that within the next three to five years, the government hopes to get about 10% of the population using this credential. Why is it important and why is it important that the government get involved? It's important partly because one of the threats to successful business successful operations is consumer confidence that they can do issues remotely in a secure way. The promise of e-government, whether it's healthcare records online, whether it's portable employees so that they can work in different places using portable devices, other types of efficient activities, they really depend on having a way to get onto the internet in a secure way and having their privacy protected. And the other point I would make, just to show you where the government is going, it's not just NSTIC. In addition, we've had HSBD-12 a strategy to create credentials that could provide 
users physical and logical access, and it's been around for about seven years. But at this point, these credentials are pretty much being used just as flash passes, and the ability of this technology for logical access to computers, for example, signing onto computers, has not really been implemented. And just in the last week, Howard Schmidt, the cybersecurity czar, the federal government said the government's going to, in the very near future, start enforcing and requiring agencies to use these credentials. So that's a very exciting development. Using these credentials to, to access computer systems. Sure. Also for physical access into facilities. One of the reasons why this is important is, just let me give you an example, there's a recent Gawker breach. Gawker's a website where it was hacked, and apparently there's a lot of government users who are using this site, and their passwords were compromised. It's also quite common for people to use passwords in more than one place, so there's a risk that people using their Gawker password may be using the same password on the government computer, and this information was all exposed. So one of the advantages of HSBD12 is it provides multi-factor authentication the ability that it's not just a password that will allow you to get onto a computer, but also the credential itself. Several government agencies recently have announced initiatives dealing with privacy. What are they and why now? You're absolutely correct. There's been a firestorm of activity by the government in this area the last year. Literally in the last month, there have been two proposals by federal agencies to come up with national privacy regimes. First, the FTC came out with a privacy report making recommendations, and literally just this week, the Commerce Department did as well. In my entire time working in the privacy field, I've never seen such profound and aggressive activity by the government in the privacy space. What's happening that these uh, agencies are getting involved? Well, I think it's a couple things. One is is that there's really an acceleration of activity going on in terms of personal information in our commercial and personal lives. With social networking, there's an incredible amount of sharing information. There's more activity in terms of online participation. And what's clear is that if this sort of Internet economy is going to work, we're going to have to get two things right. One is security and the other is privacy because people will not share information if they don't have confidence that their information will be protected from a confidential perspective but also from a security perspective. Just to give you a couple examples, there's been data breaches, there's WikiLeaks, there's a whole range of activities that make it really clear that if we really want our companies to succeed in the information economy, we've got to have privacy and data security right. Now, jumping into what the proposals actually are, they're slightly different. The FTC is proposing a national consumer privacy proposal, and what they're trying to do here is basically lay a framework for how you manage information that applies not just to one or two or three industries, but to all industries across the board and protects consumer information across the board. The Commerce Department is slightly different, where they're focusing on commercial data as opposed to consumer data. While FTC talks more about legislation, commerce is really looking at multi-party negotiations where commerce is a bully pulpit to help promote solutions. It's much more based on voluntary activity. And to give you a couple more details about some of the proposals out there, first of all, the Department of Commerce is going to be proposing a national privacy office, the first sort of federal privacy office that we've ever had that goes across government. The FTC's perspective, they've been focusing on issues like a do-not-track list so that when people go on the Internet, they can maintain their privacy as they go from site to site. Is it good that we have different agencies coming out with their own regulations, or should the government centralize this? At this point, there's not yet a consensus on the way to go forward, and the fact that both agencies have expressed an interest I think is important. And they also have slightly different missions. The FTC is a consumer protection mission. And the Commerce Department has sort of a more of a commercial perspective. They have an international perspective. How does America compete in the 21st century from an information perspective so that, A, other countries will work with us, but also that we can have a framework that allows for a robust and growing economy? 
you know, one of the things that we have to make sure we get right when we develop these policies is that we don't create policies that stifle innovation or that favor one type of technology over another. We don't want to predict winners. We want to allow for privacy policies that both respect consumers but also allow for innovation. Both of these proposals are saying we need a national framework. That's a pretty powerful perspective of the government to have. Is this all going to work? You know, I think that it has to work. And I think one of the challenges that we're all going to face is that the current regime that we have right now doesn't work. The popular regime right now for protecting privacy, both in the government and the private sector, is something called notice and choice, where organizations tell consumers about what they're going to do with their information and give consumers the opportunity to decide whether or not they permit it. The problem with the notice and choice model is that consumers are overwhelmed with decisions. How many times have you or other listeners read that bank privacy statement they got in the mail, which is pages long? People simply don't have the time to evaluate this information. So one of the key challenges will be, both from a security and a privacy perspective, is to create a zone of safety for consumers. A, that when they log into a a computer, that they know the computer is safe, and B, when they use their information, there's certain types of activities that they should expect should be protected. For example, if I give an organization information, I should have a reasonable expectation that they're going to follow their privacy policy and that they're not going to use their information for entirely unrelated uses. People talk about the death of privacy, and I would argue from the government perspective and from the commercial perspective, privacy perhaps has never been more important because really we're now in the information economy, and the currency of this economy is how you manage information. To successfully manage information, you need to do two things right. One is to make sure that information is secure, and two, to make sure that people have confidence that you're using it appropriately. Thanks, Tom. Thank you. I've been speaking with Tom Oshorts of ID Analytics, I'm Eric Charbro of GovInfoSecurity.com and Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by GovInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.GovInfoSecurity.com.